0: This is Confessions of a Pastor, a relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon, from church in a strip club to a strip mall, going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all for the glory of God, a journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. well hey friends we're back back in action back in action we are your hosts Keith and Kara
1: Confessions of a Pastor yes it's been a while
0: I just got back from Uganda Mm -hmm. and they have a hard time saying Keith oh (laughs) like I almost had a hard time saying my own name (laughs) I was like what's my name again (laughs) They say Kai. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's a pretty uh, white name. Yes. In fact, Kirkpatrick's even weirder because there is no Kirkpatrick's, I think, in Africa. Oh, yeah. I was on a radio ad in Iganga promoting the crusade, and they do it in whatever language up in Iganga. I think it's Lucaso or something. And uh, this whole ad is in that language. You know, and then you hear (laughs) like... Well, then you hear... (laughs) (laughs) Alex, yeah. Keith, Kirk, Kirk, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> they were struggling to say Kirkpatrick, and it was a radio ad played over and over Oh, and gosh, over.
1: that's so funny. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure they were like, what the heck kind of name is that?
1: And your picture was all over everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Crazy.
0: The picture was definitely everywhere. Tens of thousands of posters, banners.
1: Wow, they all went kinds all of stuff. They did.
0: We were on the back of taxis because there's advertising oh, wow, taxis. Really? Yeah. At one point, I was somewhere, and people were soliciting food and different things to our team. Then they, one guy looked at me and said, "You're the pastor." Oh my goodness! Because <laughs> he recognized wow. Anygonga. Yeah, um, no, this was in a different. This was in a town, maybe I don't know, twenty-five miles south wow. of Anygonga. Yeah, crazy. Wow,
1: maybe we need to do that when Pastor Alex comes. Comes at, put to, his face yeah. everywhere. Yeah, in March <laughs> when
0: he comes. <laughs> do a radio ad. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Alex Mutagubia. Uh, yeah. Yes. They Let's did give it. me a this time around I got a Ugandan name.
1: That's right. Uh, you told me about that.
0: Tell us. I think they're tired of saying Keith. This. <laughs> 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 I can't hardly even say the Ugandan name. I tell Ugandans they're like, "What?" Cuz I say the uh, how do you say it? I the I, I, I say it wrong, but it is... Uh, oh,
1: the name they gave you? You don't pronounce yeah, it right? Okay. I don't okay. pronounce it right. Yeah.
0: It's M- Muanguzi. 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 Okay. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I know I'm butchering that. If, well, you, if you speak Lugandan out there... Uh, <laughs> Do tell. It, it,
1: the more important matter is, what does it mean?
0: It means victory. Victory. It means one yeah. that has uh, authority and victory. Mm. Muanguzi. That's how it Muanguzi. is. Muanguzi. Muanguzi. Okay. But you have to say it with a certain... Um, rhythm muanguzi muanguzi yes
1: well that's pretty special i mean oh it's very special
0: a, in fact when they announced me at the crusade on the last night that you know you got a reaction from the people it's like i'm one of them
1: oh yeah um, so good yes but what a cool just what a cool picture that um you can be from a totally different country mm-hmm. look nothing like them yet they welcome you into their uh, their tribe, you know, yes. essentially that's pretty cool.
0: Yes, very cool. Well, that, that culture, like many cultures around the world, is very hospitable. Yeah, uh, yeah. they they practice uh, hospitality, is who they are. Yeah, you can go in the slums and be invited into their home. They don't say, Oh, let me clean up first, or you can't come in. Yeah, they're just. Very, very hospitable people. Yeah, I think we Um, can learn something from that. Oh, very much so. I know the Hispanic culture is the same way. Yeah, let me cook for you. Come, come in. Let's spend time together. Yeah, you know. Whereas we're such a private. Yeah independent culture Oh,
1: totally that reminds me of actually someone we were talking with at church uh, a couple months ago we a good friend of ours left and lived in italy for um i don't know the last year yes and she was describing that culture as the same it was everything was it was never they never asked what you did for a living i mean it was it was literally all about Uh, what the next meal was going to be, come hang out with us. Yeah. Right. So different than America. It
0: wasn't driven. Your success in life wasn't driven by your work.
1: No. Your identity
0: was not in what you do for a living. Yeah. Your identity is who are you? Yeah. Where'd you come from?
1: Yeah. Who do you spend time with? Yes. Who do you give your life to?
0: Yes. Uh, It's pretty foreign concept. It is. is. I think about it and I almost get anxiety thinking about it. Mm because it is so foreign but there's also something so beautiful about it yeah absolutely yes it's yeah absolutely awesome yeah so should we talk about sunday yes today is monday it's thanksgiving week everyone yes and yesterday we had sunday at journey and it was a very special day we had baptism sunday which we did that because we haven't done baptisms for a little bit I think since Church in the Park. Yes, since right? Church in the Park, September. which was September. Uh, we are in November, and I didn't know what to expect because I didn't really know of any prearranged arranged but I did know we've had a lot of people yeah. getting saved. Mm, yeah. So lots. I'm like, well, people need to get baptized.
1: There were tons of hands yesterday. Yes. I may have peeked and opened my eyes.
0: Okay. The okay. second
1: service, yeah, there right. were a lot.
0: Right. And uh, I just, I, I wanted people to be in full surrender yesterday. So I had I had them raise not one hand, yep, two. but two hands. Yeah. I just want to make sure you you surrender. Some of that I learned even over in Uganda. Yeah. Like if you want to receive from God. Yeah. yeah. You have to surrender. There's got to be a a posture of the heart, and sometimes the posture on the outside
1: yeah, has to
0: match what's on the inside. And so, I did have people raise both hands. It was an exciting day. I think we had thirty baptisms mm-hmm, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had eight first service, mm-hmm. fifteen second service. Yeah,
1: they were so and cool. And I think
0: seven. Uh, at the pursuit night yeah. in the evening. It, it was really cool. And um, the joy
1: on people's faces and the tears. It, yes. And, oh mean, my goodness. Second
0: service, I told you, I, I simply explained baptism. I said, now, if you want to get out of your seat, come down and get baptized. And it was like this tension. Nobody got up and I'm like, okay, that's okay, Lord. We're not going to have any. Yeah. And then we ended up having the most at that. Yeah. Service. All
1: it took was one or two to get up and be pulled, yes. And then the yes. rest of them followed. One
0: lady. S- who was sitting all by herself? I don't even know her story. She just raised her hand that service and I, I saw her. I acknowledged her. She started to stand up, and next thing you know, yeah. just like you described one, two, three, yeah. four. It was really, really cool. And out of that, great stories. Yeah. I mean, first service, you and I have talked about the young man. I think he went first, maybe he went second. Just we knew him growing up. Our kids went to school with him. Oh yeah, and he was a punk kid. Yeah, I mean he was just a punk kid. Yeah, I don't even know if he was a church kid or not, but he was a punk kid.
1: He was at their private Christian school, yes. but you know who knows what that story is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know his
0: family background. I just know that he was re- re- somewhat rebellious. Yeah, um, uh, defiant. Um, yeah, disrespectful, if you will. Uh, but man, he came up. Yeah, uh, I baptized him. I didn't even recognize him.
1: Yeah, he looked totally different. Because he's a
0: young man now, uh, and uh, he, he came up. He, he looked like a young man physically. And then come to find out, you you knew who he was.
1: Well, I knew because our son had sat by him before the first service. Okay. They came in. Uh, Colton sat by him. Colton was on camera yesterday, so we sat by him up until right about the service started and then yeah. ran to get on you know his position. but. Um, I recognize him because of who he was sitting with Okay. I'm like oh that's you know him yeah. and then come to find out the end of the service he gets up and gets baptized and it's like Praise full God. blown overalls yes.
0: yeah sweatshirt <laughs> yeah I even warned him I said bro you're gonna be heavy when you get out of this water he's like I don't care no and I just that's such a Typical grace God story. Yeah, God doesn't see what we see. Mm. If we would just look through the lens of the Holy Spirit and see the world the way that God sees it. He sees the potential in us. He, he doesn't see the punk child. He mm. sees the potential that God is going to turn this around. He sees, the, he sees a mature person. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't leave us. In yeah. our childish ways, no. And he I meets
1: was, us where we are, and he, you know,
0: and he moves us on. Amen. I was so blessed. Just, to, I, I love that story, and it gives me so much hope. Yeah. Even for this generation, that sometimes we we see all the darkness and it's like now God is rising up. Oh, he's doing
1: something. Yeah. There was, I don't even know how many of them, but there was quite a few younger people. And I'm not talking just kids. I'm talking like young adults. Yeah.
0: The the 16 to 30. Yeah. Maybe that age. Joy
1: on their face. Yeah.
0: I would say maybe 20 of the 30 baptisms were young adults. Yeah. It was
1: awesome. That's
0: so awesome.
1: Awesome. I. Just keep praying, just keep praying that, that God's yes. rising up a generation and our kids are going to be part of it, that, um, that just brings Jesus to a really hurting world.
0: Yes. I, I met a young man and his family. I met several first-time visitors yesterday. I just, sometimes I see people sitting by themselves. I'll go introduce myself. and, and this, I wish I had that kind of guts. Oh, I, I've gotten used to it. Yeah, <laughs> when you start a church and right, contingent on people being there. I think I used to do it. You want yeah. You want them to stay? And uh, but now it's like built into just. I want them to know that they're they're seen, they're yeah. known, and whether they've been there for a while or they're new and oh oftentimes they're new like and they're usually surprised and so i, I come and uh, there's a family a mom and a dad and a like teenage son maybe 16 17 18 and come over i meet all three of them and they said well we, we're here because he invited us and they were just real clear he invited us and i'm thinking maybe they're all church people i mm. don't know yeah. people's stories you're at church and so sometimes we assume things that you got to be careful, especially at a church like Journey, where we don't know people's backgrounds. But I just kind of assumed, like, maybe they go to church, you know, maybe they're, who knows, there's so much just church hopping around this town. Yeah. So I didn't know. But so, you know, I met them, very kind people. And halfway through, I think this was second service, halfway through the baptisms, the young man I just met mm. is comes forward to get baptized. And Uh, he's in the water now with me and I ask the first question I look him in the eyes and I say have you believed in Jesus? and he looks at me and says yes a few weeks ago now I know it was his parents first time at church Yesterday? So, yesterday. Oh. So he had been coming for a few oh, weeks. Oh, cool. without them. He got them. saved a few weeks ago. Wow. Now he invites them to church. So get this. He says, I got saved a few, I believed in Jesus a few weeks ago. I'm like, wow. You know, so now I'm starting to speak truth into him. You know, I, I think of Acts 16, which I just preached yesterday yeah. and the jailer gets saved and after he believes in Jesus, it yeah. says, and they 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 taught him the word of God, you know, that's my paraphrase, mm-hmm. but they expounded on the word of God in the jail after he believed in Jesus. Yeah. So here we are in the water. This kid tells me I just believe in Jesus. So I just start pouring into him. <laughs> I'm like, here's what that means now. You know, you have hope in Jesus. God's given you the gift of eternal life. I'm just like kind of downloading in him. So I baptize him, baptize a few more people, and lo and behold his dad comes out. Oh, so cool. And he looked like Scared as I'll get up mm, I'm yeah. trying to like Share enthusiasm with him and that,
1: okay, and that was his dad's First time at church? Yes At the church Okay, yes. okay. I mean, He's wow. wearing jeans Yeah, not sure.
0: He's not planning To get no. baptized Wow So I'm like Trying to be enthusiastic And he's looking like A sheep going to the slaughter He's yeah. like terrified <laughs> He's up on stage In front of a whole bunch Of strangers oh my goodness. First time at church yeah. I give him a hug And this is like a You know Like a manly man I think he's like What is happening right now this guy's hugging me yeah in front of all these people uh i mean he was kind of emotionless but like he's making this decision and he gets in the tank and i ask him the same questions and i mean it was just the whole thing was just surreal a lot of um parent child baptisms yesterday yeah at one point i baptized one girl and then the next person I baptized was the mom and she was just crazy enthusiastic mm. she was just like that was my daughter you just baptized Aww. and now I'm getting baptized and So cool, just so cool I mean really really neat and we had one young woman that was pregnant and she yeah. was holding her belly and I was just like you know this decision today is going to change the trajectory of your family so you're going to pray for this baby inside mm-hmm. of you differently now mm-hmm. and just all day and I later talked to the mom of that young woman and she was just like, that was a miracle. Mm. I mean, I think there was a lot there were of, quite a few cool of those yesterday. stories like that. Yeah. Pe- people who once rejected yep. Jesus, maybe rejected the church, whatever the case is, yeah. they're now saying, I'm taking steps of obedience. Yeah. I'm surrendering my life to the Lord. I'm just so grateful. I praise God for what happened yesterday. Yeah,
1: there was one gal. Tell us the story of the one gal who was bringing someone else to church, got into a car accident oh, on her yeah, way totals yeah. her car
0: boy she has a very long story she stayed after pursuit night to tell oh, me her she story was the
1: one that you talked with okay <laughs> forever oh yeah i didn't I realize mean, that was her yeah
0: so i mean it's a long long story it's a it's a, a journey of a young adult who's seeking mm. to find her way in life and she's mm. been through all sorts of things uh in short <laughs> i'm gonna just paraphrase this i mean she grew up in a church home Mm. um, but went and did her thing um she was living in california in a not so healthy relationship with a guy and she was paying all this money um in a beach city for an apartment to have all Mm. the amenities of of a comfortable life Mm -hmm. and she was being challenged to do more with her life to actually give away her money to the To the least of these Mm. To orphans and impoverished And all these kind of things So Mm. God's like downloading her Like do more with your life Mm. So she actually She buys a yacht Like a a boat um, To live in A little two bedroom uh, That you You know You rent A a sleeve in a harbor Mm -hmm. And live in Mm. it So now she buys it. She saves up her money, buys this thing. So she doesn't have to rent anymore. So she doesn't have monthly payment except for the slip in the harbor. Um, And uh, she goes back to visit her family in Arkansas. And while she's there, she gets a phone call from the fire department saying, Hey, your yacht just burned down. Oh, my goodness. And is now at the bottom of the ocean. What? (laughs) And so she's like what in the world that was my home oh, and my. Uh, you and I can I didn't tell her we could relate to this mm. portion but you and I could relate to this and she, she lost everything mm. everything and she tells me that the insurance had gotten canceled three days earlier on it. She had progressive insurance and she said for some reason, um, yeah.
1: That's terrible timing. Yeah.
0: She ended up hiring a lawyer to say like, wait a second. You know, this was three, they they showed it was three days before and a whole different thing. And uh, the lawyer's like,
1: essentially
0: there's nothing we can do about this. And and so she loses everything. All her possessions because she only had stuff for a week to go visit her family oh my uh, goodness close. so she lost all her possessions her home and it, her, her whole life savings you know because th- this it was, was in the yacht it was in the yacht she oh invested in goodness. this thing to to live wow so in just one moment her life had changed but in that she she had to rethink all of her life she was in this relationship she didn't want to be in she lost everything and she had expressed that she had suicidal thoughts, that maybe this is what I should do, and it drew her to go to church. Mm. And she went to church and gave her life, this is her words, I gave my life to God. Mm. And that's where there was a shift and a turnaround, and she mm. says, it was as if God was saying, I'm cutting you loose from all of these um, commitments. Mm. So she had a van, so she got in her van and just drove. Wow. Wow. And she re- was released from that relationship. Wow. Released from the ties there. And she just she just drove.
1: Wow. So she headed
0: north. I'm giving a backstory of this gal and was going through Bend, was not planning on staying here or living here, but stopped here. Ended up staying here. She's only been here, I don't know, four weeks, five weeks. Oh, wow. Weeks okay. And Bend. Oh. And after like more than two weeks being here, she's like, well, maybe I should find a place to live and a job here. And so she found both of those things right away. Oh, my. And it's like, all right, we'll see. You know, she was planning on heading north. And she did that. And part of her job, she's like a caregiver. And she had overheard about one of the, the one of the clients that wanted to go to a church service. Yeah, she wasn't even a part of the conversation, mm. but she butted in, and and mm. she doesn't work on Sunday. She said, "I want Sundays off so I can go to church." But she heard this, and she's like, "Well, I want to go to church. Mm. Well, I'll take this person to church." Oh wow! And lo and behold, where does the church end up being? Journey Church. Mm-hmm. So she brings this gal to Journey. The gal she brought ends up getting baptized mm. first then she ends up getting baptized wow, yeah. and and so you know I, she, she shared with me part of her story but before she gets baptized she shares with me today's my first time a journey and I'm like oh wow that's crazy I'm so excited and she's whispering all these things to mm-hmm. me today's my first time of journey and I'm on the stage with her and she's like yeah. and on my way to church I totaled my van
1: mm. oh my goodness and I'm
0: like no way yeah but she's like I still made it And she's like, I want to get baptized. And so, so so I baptized her, you know, this is after I baptized her client that she came with. And I don't know, special needs or, you know, I don't know to what degree or what. And, uh, she came back to pursuit night and wanted to fill in the blanks of all the story that I just shared. Yeah, And uh, I told her, Hey, you need to let that pastor know in California, you got baptized. Yeah. You need to let your family know you got baptized. She's like, Oh, she's like, yeah, I guess I do. And I said, yes, Mm. you know, she's got, she's a young adult. She's one of the many that we're talking about. Who's got her whole life ahead of her, Mm. who I believe what God is doing is shaping the identity of the young people of this generation Mm -hmm. because the devil has come in and confused uh, a generation. And I mean, multiple generations currently are confused in our nation, even around the world, and it comes down to identity. Who am I? And we are made in the image of God, and I thank God that He is restoring that. Even in the young generation. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a long story. I apologize <laughs> if a good it was one, though. long. Uh, there's a lot of details. I mean, I, when I asked her, just give me glimpses of first. I said, "Hey, tell me about this." She's like, "Well, how much time do you have?" I was like, "Well, give me the abridged version, the synopsis of your story." She's like, "I don't know if I could do that." You yeah, so right. She's wanting to fill in all these blanks. but yeah. it was amazing. We, we have so cool. another one of a father daughter. Uh, the father wasn't baptized, but the daughter was, mm-hmm. and the father's been coming a journey a very long time. Mm-hmm. He was weak. And it's a God-sized story. He's weeping because he knows the backstory Mm -hmm. to his young adult daughter Mm -hmm. saying yes to Jesus. And what I heard from another pastor is why he was weeping so much is she made this decision on her own. She wasn't coerced or manipulated. And it was like, man, when when faith becomes your own, we see that with our own kids. Oh yeah. When they make their decisions on their own, oh man. It's like almost being reborn again. Yeah. Like praise God. That's what you want for your kids. Yeah. But when they say no, this is my own. I'm choosing. who mm-hmm. Nothing better. Oh yeah, I agree completely. Nothing better. Nothing better. And then at Pursuit Night last night, I had I just gave an opportunity that if anyone from Journey that went on the mission trip to Uganda give testimonies, yeah. yeah. And they did, and yeah. uh, they they certainly did not disappoint. Yeah. Oh, they were powerful. Yes, and those were just a glimpse, Kara. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. I, we got barely a taste.
0: But they did a great job. Yeah, someone
1: told me afterward they could have listened to that all night. Ah,
0: praise God. More and more and more because well, the stories
1: were amazing. One of
0: my goals or um, dreams is that we're going to start telling a whole lot more stories yeah. of Journey. Oh, I agree. Uh, testimonies are so important. Yes. But I've been so hesitant because I've had negative experience with them. You know, on this podcast, we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. The ugly is years and years ago, before we actually even started Journey Church, mm-hmm. we had Journey Young Adult Service. Mm-hmm. And we used to have an open mic time of <laughs> I testimonies. I totally remember this, yeah. And, you know, sometimes they were powerful. Sometimes yeah. people <laughs> do weird things. But one time we got one. I don't know if you remember this or not. I do I was, do. This was a, a young adult who you would assume he's coming up to give testimony. And he shares he just got out of prison. Oh. and he shared details about it and oh. it was sexual offenses oh, and so here we are you know oh. but he's like oh, i got saved in prison and i'm so excited i'm a different person yeah. But it was like this tension well we ended up finding out later we researched it that week talked to his parole officer he should have never oh, been,
1: been at been that there. place
0: without first yeah. going through the proper channels and ways so right away like that was like that was a really pivotal moment for me that i'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. You, you you need to at least know what someone's testimony is before you yes, have the mic yes and of course journey has grown and our influence is much larger and you know now we have you know a lot of people coming on sundays yeah. a lot of people listen later on and you know in different platforms and ways so it's like I, i'm much more cautious now yeah. of who speaks behind the microphone but i think because of that I was so hesitant for so many years, I regretfully, because of the ugly moment, I didn't allow yeah. the awesome. I didn't mm-hmm. allow the beauty, the good, the um, the power of the
1: yeah, testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb yes. and the word of our testimony. The of our so testimony. the testimony is, is really, really important to yes. build each other's faith.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it does. It builds each other's yeah, faith up. Absolutely. We overcome the enemy the accuser of our soul, it, it, it blesses other people and encourage them, but it also blesses us. It empowers. Yeah. There's so much good that comes out of it. Yeah. So I hope in the weeks and months to come, I we mean, do I, had a,
1: this. I heard a testimony. Uh, we've, you've, we, you know this, but you know, I'll just share it on here because it's, mm. I just need to give God the glory for it is, um, A gal who was in my uh, uh, women's group, and um, that we just finished recently, and Mm -hmm. um, I had gotten word that um, she from the group that she had to go to the hospital. She had a heart arrhythmia. Yes, and so she's in the hospital, uh, headed towards a uh, getting a procedure done, Mm -hmm. um, an ablation um, to fix the issue. And you know we pray for her as a staff. Uh, it actually, it was when you were in Uganda, right? And so at the, at the staff meeting, we literally just stopped and prayed um, over her, and then come to find out um, later that day. Or oh, go ahead. You well, want to say
0: something? Well, what I heard in the story from Pastor Brad is you off. You brought to the staff. Yeah. Hey, let's. There's this person in our church. Yeah. Here's the need. Let's, let's pray. pray for her. Yeah. So you prayed for her. Yes after you prayed for her within seconds yeah. like not minutes or hours within seconds of you praying yeah she gets a text or he gets a text message from her yes asking the staff to pray yes. and you had already done yeah it. so the holy spirit was already totally. working and connecting the dots God. so you pray she texts and says could you please have the staff pray for me i don't did you guys pray again or just, I, we
1: we might have cuz we we I think we, you did. Yes, yeah, so we went through all the prayers and yes. I prayed for her. And then we were done and then a few more came prayed up. For her. I want to say I want to say there were some text messages that came in or something. A few more a few more prayer requests came in. So we went back into prayer. Yes. And I do believe we prayed for her again at the second I, time.
0: I think so. That's the way Brad tells yeah. me the story. Yeah. And while you were guys were praying for her the second time, they were going in to scope out for the procedure. What they're gonna do, and that's when, yes, and that's when the doctors found out. Go right. ahead and continue okay, the story. So the doctor
1: goes in, right? They put her under. They they go in. The doctor gets in there, and he can't find the arrhythmia. The, right. There is no arrhythmia. There's no irregular heartbeat. And uh, he so he wakes her up. Like she tells this story, it's kind of funny. He wakes her up and asks her a question or something. But anyway, long story short is it never, the arrhythmia never, never happened. And so when, when it's over
0: again, because it was happening yes, for never quite some time, again. That's yes, right. That's right. God. So the
1: ablation never happened. Yes. So, um, so she she comes to you know after everything is said and done he explains to her we didn't have to do the ablation there was no irregular heartbeat when we got in there he said i can't give you a scientific explanation for this he was very shocked like he didn't have any reason why he's like this is super uncommon right no reason why this is just what happened and and she's like uh i know why my god's a healer and i mean she just has the most beautiful faith and she's very um uh, she's not shy about her faith. Praise and so God. I know she just was like giving God all the glory in that hospital room. And the doctor still really never wanted to take it. He w- he mm. was going to give God the glory for that, but uh, he had no explanation for it. Amen. So <laughs> what a cool testimony. Oh, w-
0: we were talking about that story last week since it, it's fresh. It just happened and how he doesn't want to call it a miracle, but yet it has no explanation that could be the definition of a miracle yeah
1: totally <laughs> you i all can't explain it
0: all you're doing is defining what a miracle is yeah a miracle cannot be explained yeah that's when you give god the glory if it can be explained that well praise god that god uses absolutely science he uses medicine he uses that which can be explained god still gets the glory yeah. but when it cannot be explained yeah let's just call it what it exactly. it, what it is it's a miracle yeah it's or supernatural you don't feel comfortable with that we'll use Bible language, it's a signs and wonder, yeah, you know, it's yeah. a sign, you know, when Jesus did a sign, uh, that's just another word for saying he did a miracle, Yes. okay, if you don't like miracle, you don't like sign, fine, Jesus did that which could not be explained, Right. and it is so amazing that God is still doing this, all we have to do is have the faith to believe that our God is able, we yeah. need to pray and invite him into every area of our life.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, at Journey, we have definitely in the last year seen. Oh, man. I mean, I think we were talking about this the other day. Like, we've seen so many miracles, if Amen. you want to call them that. And not just miracles, <laughs> I do like call we've seen that. families restored. Like, yeah. we've seen all of it. Oh, I heard testimonies <laughs> yesterday.
0: I mean, I, I, before we prayed at 7 a.m., we gather with the team that's going to be there for the day and we pray. And before we did that i said does anyone have a testimony mm. i'm coming off of being in africa yeah. where i saw miracles and deliverance yeah I, and so i want to know yeah are you seeing god work in your life give a testimony yeah that's and good those testimonies included all over the board. one is someone who grew up in a broken house with jehovah's witness family's never gone to christian church and she shared hey, my dad's coming to church next Sunday. And oh, cool. he's Jehovah's Witness. He's wow. never wanted this. He's asking me questions about this. We've been praying, praying, praying. Wow, We're talking years and years and years of prayer. And now we're seeing a family restored. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you're right. Kara, we're seeing the scope of miracles across the board. Miracles aren't just uh, medical. Yeah. Uh, no. Miracles can be spiritual, emotional, relational, financial, uh, financial. Come yeah. on. We've experienced yeah, financial absolutely. miracles and why not give God the glory? Yeah. I mean, praise God. We, and so what you were starting to say is a journey.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, okay. So journey, we're all, we're, we're coming up into our four, celebrating our 14th birthday in Come the on. new year. Um, so we're not quite 14 years in, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, decent it's a it's a teenager
0: we're know? maturing
1: yeah we're maturing right but so so i, I say that because we, god it's not that that god hasn't worked god has done a lot through journey i yes. mean a lot yes um but i would say i would add in the last year i feel like it's been exponential Amen. the things that are okay for our definition of miracle unexplainable come on the things that are not explainable in human terms yes and that don't make sense right. god's doing them and and you know I, I was asking you the other day like let's reflect on that for a moment is it because we're we're petitioning god more
0: yes it i, I short answer to that is yes yeah i can give a longer answer but hundred yeah. percent yes yeah. That's the difference we saw even in Uganda Yeah, is I was hearing about a number of different type of crusades that have happened post-pandemic without the same type of fruit that we had. Yeah, I think the fruit that we saw with how many people got saved, healed, and delivered... It was simply because we invited the presence of God through prayer. Yes, we didn't go through the mechanics of this is how you do a crusade. Mm. You partner with these churches. Yeah. You do this music. You yeah. have testimonies. Yeah. You preach with conviction. I mean, all those things are are important. All those things yeah. might be needed, but that's not what changes lives. Absolutely, it is God Himself that changes lives. It's there's one Savior, and that's Jesus. So yes. it doesn't matter how much money you put into something. Yeah. What matters is do you invite the presence of Absolutely. God and that's the difference when we started Pursuit Nights there was one goal and in Pursuit Nights it was literally just, just the very name and essence is to be on this pursuit of welcoming the presence of God in our lives individually and corporately as the church yeah, yeah. to pray to sing at mm-hmm. times and not often, but at times to pause and teach, yeah. to edify the church and what it means to be a disciple. Uh, but Pursuit Night, is just, there's an intimacy. And what we did differently with Pursuit Night, we started in February of this year. So we're almost in our one year anniversary of Pursuit Nights. What we did differently is we welcomed the Holy Spirit without an agenda. Yeah. Because the conviction up to that point, and it was actually our 13th anniversary when we decided to start Pursuit Mm -hmm, Night, but mm -hmm. it was months of preparation before, is almost everything we did up to that point was so structured from the start to the stop that we never really left room. Yeah. And I don't mean to exaggerate that, but we never left room for the Holy Spirit.
1: Well, that's how I feel about the first many, many, many years of journey. Yes. God did so much. And yes,
0: God still moved. He still did. Worked. He
1: did, but it now it feels different. It's this it's like what you were explaining to me this morning. It's when you invite the presence of the Lord right. and allow Him to work through you. It's it's Him doing it, Amen. and I don't think we had ill intentions uh, or anything like that. But um, it's different.
0: Well, frankly, I was looking at other churches. I'd been to many, many conferences, read hundreds of books, I don't know if it's hundreds, many, many books. A lot. You're an avid (laughs) reader. uh, About how to do church. Yeah. And modeling from other people what works and trying to have a spirit of excellence for the Lord. God deserves our best. And, you know, we we live in a culture of of prudence where people like things started on time and ending on time. And, you know, trying to do things good for God but really never inviting God. Is this what you want?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is this how you are going to operate through your church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, and instead, we were essentially doing church and then asking God to bless His church. Yeah. And certainly over the years, many people have been saved and many good things have happened. But now there's a different level of intimacy. It's, it reminds me of, of marriage, you know, like just like Journey had many good times before Pursuit Night. Even in marriage, the longer you're married, you need to keep going to deeper levels of intimacy, yeah, from glory to glory. Mm-hmm. If you will, it's not just like here's what we've done and we're always going to do it. Mm-hmm. But how do you continue to I- invite intimacy and knowledge and uh, communication and
1: absolutely uh, just
0: a, a fresh, yeah, you know, and it, because if you don't, it goes stale, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm so grateful for what God's done this past year because like you said we've experienced more than we've ever experienced yeah. in a year mm-hmm. we've always said journey's like a dog year yeah
1: that's <laughs> true I
0: mean we experience in one year what most churches don't experience in seven years yeah. uh, our attendance right now is at an all time high um, I really thank God for what's happening because our influence is greater than we've ever had you know with television and uh, in person attendance and it's, I, just, I just really uh, I'm I'm honored that we get to be on this journey.
1: Yeah, and the the coolest part about it is that we are we get to partner with God to to see lives restored yes. and and people saved and people healed and like Praise it God. really is an honor. That's right. Um, which I think for me has been a, a transition of um, perspective.
0: Yeah, Because
1: um, for a lot of years it didn't feel like that. It, yeah. it felt like a grind. Yes. And um,
0: that's a great description.
1: It really did for me. Yes. Um, and I think that's a part of what led to. Our burnout and my burnout before right. we took that sabbatical was it just felt like a grind and it just didn't, it, it, it was hard. Mm. And this is hard in a different way. Yes. So
0: um, I, I yeah. totally agree. And we were just talking about this this morning how pre sabbatical for us, we knew that life would always be a fight. Until you're with God in glory, yeah. Uh, there's a spiritual war that's happening in the heavenlies that we can't see that impacts what we can see. You know, our health, our relationships, mm-hmm. everything, our finances, whatever the case might be. So we knew that this was a fight, but that fight was so exhausting. I think both of us were just like, I don't even know if I got anything in me anymore. Oh, we to wanted fight. to tap like, out. Yeah, yeah, like Maybe we'll just start fresh somewhere. I, I don't know if I can keep yeah. doing this. This is hard. Yeah. And I'm empty. I'm, yep. You know, it was like, just. It's like I don't. I know we have to do this. Ephesians chapter six, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. So I know this and I know God's won the fight. I could even preach that blindfolded backwards on my head. <laughs> you know, I could, I could do all those things, but I just oh, emotionally, goodness. I didn't have any, it, anything left there was no stamina or endurance and romans 5 you know talks about we rejoice in our sufferings because it produces endurance Mm -hmm. and then endurance produces character but sabbatical for us got us into a different rhythm it was a reset and now we know the same thing today a year and a half after the sabbatical Mm -hmm. not even quite a year and two two months. months yeah after the sabbatical we know that it's a fight until we're with Jesus and glory until we're in heaven forever and there's no more sorrow or sin or pain or problems or no more. We don't have to worry about those things in heaven. But until then, we know that we're going to have it. And now we know there's victory. Yes. Now it's different. Now it's like I I actually want to be I, I this is what I told you this morning. I want to be on the offense. Yeah. Not on the defense. Yep. When I'm on the offense, I'm in control yeah. over the enemy because I have authority. I'm equipped. Yep. I walk in that authority. Yeah. When I'm on the defense, Yeah, you just I, get sideways. Yeah, I got taken out by yeah, the enemy absolutely. and now I have to examine how did I get taken out? What happened? And then I have to say, "Okay, Lord, oops, I put myself in that position. I, I repent." Uh, forgive yeah. me, uh, heal me, restore me, whatever the case might be and yeah. whatever what that being wiped out was. But now it's like, we still get taken out every once in a while. Oh yeah.
1: But, but it's different. It's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we we recover more quickly. Yes. We're not taken out as deeply. Yes.
0: Yes. And if anybody's wondering if you've made it this far in the podcast, <laughs> what do I mean by the offense? I'll give a clear example because this made me emotional this morning telling uh, my wife this. Like for me personally, it's even being vulnerable, asking for prayer, and then praying more often than we do. Like yesterday during the first service, I leaned over to Kara and just said, would you pray for me? Mm. There are many, 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 many times in our marriage that I had a prompting in my mind to ask my wife to pray for me, mm. whether it be in bed or at church or just somewhere. Mm. And I talked myself out of it. There's a self-dialogue that would happen. And it was just like negativity. It was for me personally, I'm going to get vulnerable with our listeners. It was a fear of rejection. You know, Kara and I have had many problems in our marriages, different places. And and I was just probably had this, this deep-seated insecurity and rejection. It wasn't Kara. It was me, whether it had been a moment or before, that was replayed in my mind, letting the enemy win on that. But now being on the offensive now yeah. is... Trying to avoid that self dialogue and just acting in obedience and faith. I allowed Kara to pray over me. I received her prayer. Now I had the authority to know that what Kara just prayed, interceding for me, mm. she invited God into my story. Now I'm being equipped with the promises of God through yeah. prayer. And that's what I mean by offense, you know, that we would not wait to pray that i need god because i am in a moment absolutely. where i need god is yeah. i and we're always god. praying yeah yeah it's that whole 1st Thessalonians yeah. 5 pray continually where I'm praying without ceasing yeah. i'm not going to stop i'm absolutely. going to keep going
1: and I, I think that maybe that describes the the uh the difference in the fight that we're in now like yes. we're we're now in a fight that feels like we can have victory in and before mm. it felt like a fight that we were constantly yes. being defeated
0: absolutely and in addition to that i'll just add For just more understanding it's being equipped with your spiritual gifts That when God empowers us with gifts We've got to grow in our understanding of what they are sometimes it's instant if you get hit with the, the gift of speaking in tongues, well that that's instant. You just got that. and Maybe you need to grow in that and understand it and all those sort of things. But there's certain gifts that it's like, I don't know what my spiritual gifts are so you grow in them. Absolutely. You know, we do a spiritual gifts assessment at Journey uh, to help people understand well, what are these things that God's equipped you with. But when God gives you a gifts it's not like a one and done. You get to mature in that yeah. and as you mature in that you walk in the Spirit and you use the gifts of the spirit and you continue to grow for the edification of the church We're the bride of christ preparing for the second coming for the glory of god to give for the glorification of the name of jesus and i think that's what we're starting to grow in
1: i do too i mean i was even sharing with you um a couple days ago that i i know that We've had uh, our two two of our kids mm-hmm. have had spiritual turning points mm-hmm. in their spiritual walk, yes. um, based off of a prophetic word mm-hmm. that they that that someone at Journey shared with them. Right, and I think it it was turning points for them. Yes, uh, actually, the first one, our, our older daughter, it wasn't a Journey. It was at a conference she was at um she was in a large crowd and he the, the speaker gave her the word right. Right? right and then and then she she also was from someone from journey two and then our other daughter recently had the same thing happen. Yes. And for that and this is just a micro example right of what the edification that happens when we yes. allow God to work through us and we use our spiritual gifts. Yes.
0: So um, someone has the spiritual gift of words of knowledge. Yeah. They 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 share that and typically when, when someone is putting this into practice There'll be a preface of, listen, you should test this. You should pray about this. Uh, I I believe this is of God. I'm not sure, but I'm going to share this with you. That's typically how that's done. The one that you're sharing about are our uh, oldest daughter when she was at a conference that pastor he just he knew he had a word for someone Yeah. so he kept stripping down the layer this word is for a pastor's kid to stand up if you're a pastor okay I know this is this word and he, he continually filtered down to this is very very specific yep. to the point that he looked and said nope this is for you Yeah. and pointed McKenna out yep. of a crowd of a few thousand kids and, and, he and, just and spoke then just started word. downloading Yeah. and we watched that video from afar and we were bothered. Yeah, we knew that what was being imparted, yeah, was from God. It wasn't from a human being. Of course, he all he was doing was using what God gave. He probably doesn't even remember it. Right? Oh no, he's just being faithful, walking in obedience, filled with the Spirit, using the gifts of the Spirit, and because of that, it empowered her. Yeah, it it taught her, it it blessed her. I mean, there's so many things, and it, it blessed us. But like you said, recently, you did it locally, it happened with another one of our children. I mean, I think it's happened actually with all three of our children. But most of that for us, this is a newer season mm-hmm. of stepping into the biblical yeah. Absolutely. promises, reality uh, of what God has already given. It's not... Yeah. Uh, as some churches might even call this extra biblical uh we're not adding to anything this is just what the bible says It's what jesus taught us yeah it's what uh what paul taught the churches and it's so good i i can't wait to see as we continue to mature and grow into what this is let me me give another example off of this because i'm in uganda You're in America, it's Monday morning for me in Uganda because they're 11 hours ahead of us. You're finished Sunday night and I'm pretty much done with my mission trip. We're getting ready to come home and you're asking me a few questions and I believe we're talking on the phone and you can remember details as I'm sharing this if if you want to interrupt, but you're asking me, well, maybe you didn't even ask me or I just shared (laughs) what I got from the trip. Mm. And maybe it's from your original asking me before I went on the trip. Well, what are you looking forward to? Mm -hmm. That's what you asked me. What are you looking forward to? And I, I was really honest with you. Like, I don't know. The only thing I kind of knew is that I wanted more fire. I know that when I go to Uganda, I come back, uh, ignited in a passion with my faith. The church really um, um, inspires me there with with fire and passion. That's all I knew. My expectations were low. Mm. But I shared with you on the phone that I believe God had given me an impartation Yeah. From what we witnessed from the church in Uganda Mm -hmm. to put into practice spiritual gifts, Mm -hmm. that they were doing that. They were operating and, you know, using their gifts. And I'm like, this is what I feel like we need to Mm -hmm. continue to do Mm -hmm. even greater at Journey Church. Now, you had just shared with me, wow, you wouldn't believe what happened at Pursuit Night tonight. Pastor David sat down and taught on spiritual gifts.
1: Hey, and he you know, not only taught on it, but he broke us up into groups yes. and we literally prayed over each other for spiritual gifts. Wow. wow. It was it was really powerful. And, you know, I, uh, I think that the, um, just speaking from my own experience and my own observation of church, mm-hmm. and um, I think the enemy is so... He, he he can be so successful sometimes mm. in uh, dividing the church and um, specifically over spiritual gifts. Over uh, obviously a lot of things, mm-hmm. but spiritual gifts um, uh, they, they're so clear in scripture. Yes, um, but for us it's taken us a long time to even go there in right. scripture because and not be i don't know if we just avoided it for t- 15 years <laughs> Well, bec-
0: because there's controversy there's, yeah. there's camps that find themselves on the extreme of one side or the other yes there's crazies on both sides there's crazy on the cessationist side yep. which believe that the gifts have ceased yes and because of that they teach a heresy yes they they Add to the scriptures. Yes, they've expounded on that which is not in the Bible. They've come to a false and wrong conclusion, and they influence many. Yes, and then there are crazies Absolutely. on the charismatic Pentecostal side that have made fools of themselves. Yeah, uh, in um, uh, fraudulent, right? Um, uh, the theatrical, yes. Um, uh, falsehood of of using gifts. They've abused them. Yeah. Absolutely. They've hurt other people in yeah. them. And so you've got two extreme sides of the pendulum that have really hurt the church on both sides. Yes. You know, and, and it's it's tragic because we ought to go deep in the Bible, study the scriptures, like I will lean on the cessationist side that they would argue. And I say, yeah, let's study the Bible. Let's be like the Bereans and study it yeah. and examine it and yeah. attest if this is true, just like the Bible says. But then on the charismatic side, we should not be afraid of this because the very word charisma comes from the Greek, yeah. which means gifts. gifts yeah. It means grace. The word grace means gift and god gave us spiritual charisma he gave us gifts and the bible is clear on this that we ought to pursue this yeah never does it say that this has ceased and we should stop and we should just read this text as if it's something that happened in the days of old and god is not doing today that's not if that's the case we would we would read into that with other uh points of uh, promises that jesus gave us uh, there's just no proof that the gifts of the spirits have ever ceased in fact we see the fruit of it absolutely we see it. the signs of it we totally. see the result of it uh, oh and yeah. not just in bend oregon but in uganda yeah in remote villages bagono uh iganga luzira yeah uh, kampala I've seen it with my own eyes. And
1: one could argue that okay, that's Africa. You know, that's a third world no, no, country. No, no. These people need here. God.
0: You just gave testimony. And we
1: need this as much as they do. Come on. Like, let me just fight that that lie hey. that oh we, we live in America. We're too dignified for this. No. Um, no. No.
0: No. No. Yeah. I, I I believe it here as well. You've had it. We we've seen healing with your eyes. Oh healing yeah. With your ear. I yeah. Mean, um, uh, is your how's your ear doing? Pretty good. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, there was weeks and day after day after day after day after day you could hardly get through the day. I know. I you know. I know that
1: so. my ears are a lot better and there's always um I feel like in in my weird physical ailments mm-hmm. that God has healed me from, mm-hmm. I um there's this this so interesting spiritual um it, it's almost like um a deeper spiritual reality that's happening mm-hmm. too. It's it's very interesting. Wow. Um but uh,
0: like, like like a comparison, like there's a parallel to what yeah, happened physically in the physical with what's happening in the, the spiritual. spiritual. Yeah. So God corrects your vision, but then there's something about vision spiritually that's yeah, being corrected, restored. Absolutely. Uh, yes, and yes. same thing with the wait, ears. Same thing with my ears. God same thing. Ear. Yeah. It's yes. like wait,
1: what is he? What did he want me? What was he trying Jesus to tell says me? to
0: the church, "He who has an ear, let him hear." Yeah. yeah. You know. And totally. That, oh, it's just so good. Yeah. Um,
1: but anyway, I just, I just wanted to speak into that because I know for many, many, many years, we really didn't even talk about spiritual gifts mm-hmm. at journey, uh, or even b- between ourselves personally. Um, definitely didn't really practice them, uh, intentionally. Yeah. Um, it wasn't
0: avoided. Like if we were going through a book of the Bible and I talked about it, there was teaching on it. <laughs> it wasn't avoided like we can't talk about this we're going to hide this we didn't we skip over didn't the scripture
1: foster an environment that allowed um, people to grow in them exactly. or use them
0: no we we didn't and in fact If I went back to my old self, I would probably argue that I am or I was, you know, because a spirit of defensiveness would have come up Mm. because I wanted to protect my leadership and I avoided any type of uh, humility or Mm. uh, willingness to grow. You know, there's a lot of pride in your youthfulness, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I think we thought we were doing things well. Yeah, but I would say this is very organic, natural. The Lord has been doing this oh, yeah. um, through us. It's not forced. Yeah. Uh, I praise God. It didn't happen through a conference. It didn't happen through a book. It didn't happen through another speaker trying to emulate. It was just literally pursuing the Lord, God bringing about the revelation and the insight of His Word mm-hmm. through the promises found in His Scripture. And all of a sudden realizing, oh, this is actually happening. And this is what I really love too is it's actually happening in the church worldwide yeah we're part of a network of churches and we're seeing it happen through all of our you know uh, sister churches around yeah. the world as well yeah we're connecting with them we went and hung out with pastor senior pastors recently and we're like wait that's happening in your church too yeah so it's cool. happening in our church too yeah healings cancer being at healings
1: If you look at the, uh, the church at large over the last, I don't know, 20 years, that's, that's when I've been tuned in to the American church. Right. I think there has, I think there's a movement, uh, that people are just really, some people are really tired of cultural Christianity. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think there's a movement of just this hunger for, uh, a real god a real relationship a real
0: authentic
1: authentic christianity yes because cultural christianity is worthless yes it's, and, it's just dead religion
0: well, and and at first at first it's not sure you know at, at first yes. it meets a felt need you know yeah. and you know well, you can always find scriptures to support what you want to say but i i would say in this case like it might be um tickling their ears you know it might be pleasing at first and i you know if i was to put a label on what you're saying it's like the seeker sensitive movement it Mm -hmm. had some profound Mm -hmm. um impact generationally it got people into church who otherwise weren't going to church yeah but there was no deep discipleship there that's good no Uh, uh, some of the systems were good yeah you know some systems came out of that uh, about the knowledge of going to an, a next level, but where the discipleship seemed to lack was just holistic and uh, spiritual gifts that yeah. we're talking about. I'd go further and talk about uh, the spiritual realm, like strongholds, yeah. uh, the soul ties, sin, yeah. uh, generational, like the stuff we read in the scriptures. Demonic is from the beginning to the end. From yeah. Genesis to the book of Revelation, we see a spiritual world and realm of. Angels and demons—you can call them whatever you will. Unclean spirits, clean spirits—throughout uh, uh, the scriptures, and yet those things were avoided. Mm-hmm. And uh, and more discipleship when, when we talk about what does that look like, mm-hmm. and not just compartmentalize in, in a cute, fluffy way. Because when you follow Jesus, discipleship gets messy. You yeah. know, I mean, it gets really raw and messy. You never know what you're going to face in real discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think the church—I agree with you. There's There's some pockets that we're seeing uh, being multiplied and exploding across the world of just this genuine, real, I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Heavenly Father, you know, the one God, three persons, mm-hmm. what the Bible says. Let's just take God as word. Yeah. It reminds me like back in the day, Francis Chan would say like, hey, if you were on an island all by yourself and you'd never heard of the Bible mm-hmm. and you found a yeah. Bible and you were to read the Bible from cover to cover, what would you yeah. get from that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's like not, erase
1: everything the culture has ever yes. told you about the Bible. What yeah. God
0: would you get? What would you yeah. understand of the church and following Jesus? And what, what would you understand of those things? And of course, this is just hypothetical, right. it's a hypothetical, like rhetorical question, this. though. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, but I, I can hear, you know, this. We live in such a canceled culture where people just want to take sound bites and wreck them. But it's like, well, we don't do that. God's given us, you know, knowledge and, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, seminaries, I think, have almost taken us away from walking by faith mm-hmm. to understanding the Bible by sight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you can explain yeah. everything, there is no faith. Yeah. You know, and I think this the, the whole premise of like, what would you get just by faith? It's like, well, let's let's bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, Living by faith. Well, Kara, we have been talking for a little while. I know. And we didn't even get to one of the things we were hoping to talk about, which was Uganda. forgot I, I I really know. wanted to share some Sorry. more stories. And I would just say, maybe we can find some time this week and do yeah. another episode.
1: Yeah, could I, maybe just one thing. Could you just share one thing that was really impactful to you?
0: Mm, um, one thing. Yeah,
1: just if you could just. Well,
0: I was hoping ex- we could have a one. conversation about it. I um, know.
1: Just to end with?
0: Yes. Well, I was really uh, humbled and baffled how the church is operating there in prayer. Yeah. And it was not based on the leadership of the pastor leading it. Oh. It was, the people were genuinely praying people. Oh, that's Like, left on their own, they were praying people. Like, uh, the last night of the crusade, there was a major rainstorm started with pretty hard rain and then turned into a monsoon and the Crusades were supposed to start at five and by five it was like full-blown monsoon raining 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 I was at the hotel with Alex we were waiting until the rain kind of s- settled down before we went to the Crusade by the time we showed up it's like 5:45. it's 45 minutes after we started and the rain is like slowly stopping like it's almost done like it's it's Mm. a few drops but and we show up and there's hardly any people at the crusades of course because they wouldn't have had umbrellas and everything so hardly any people there for the crusade and all the leadership from the city church the people the people in the church not the pastor the Mm. people and our people They're walking the grounds. Now, the grounds of this place is like the size of a football field, Mm. maybe bigger, maybe two football fields. And they're circling this. And I thought they just circled it one time. Maybe they're thanking God, because it's not raining anymore. And then they stopped on the furthest end of the field from where the stage is, so maybe like a football field or more away. And uh, uh, Pastor Alex and I just showed up. And we saw them walking, because there was long lines, maybe like 60 people or so, uh, walking around this field. And they're kind of in like single file. And then they get together, and they're in a huddle. And Pastor Alex and I hear them screaming, mm. like almost like a war cry. Like, ah! You know, they're doing African, like, you know, like, you know, our people are screaming. Everybody's screaming, ah! And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, like, they're, they're praising God because the rain stopped. you mm. know And we go about our business. We decided to start the crusade about an hour and a half late, like 6.30 by the time it started. And people do show up. And slowly but surely, Mm. the whole place fills up. Well, I later learned at the end of the night, it was told they actually marched around that field seven times. Oh, wow. You know, taking from the story of, of the Israelites walking around Jericho seven times on the seventh day. And then after the seventh time, God had stopped all the rain. Wow. And they shouted and screamed for victory. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's like just just taking <sighs> just elements goosebumps. of that. That's like, amazing. And that was like just a little. I mean, they were praying all night long. And they would take um, shifts of one hour. All right, you group of people are praying from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. You group, you're praying for 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. All right, we're all going to get up and start praying together at 5 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. There was a devotion to yeah. prayer. Yeah. Without One of the things I think we do too often in our culture is complain. Mm-hmm. And we do it through satire and joking. And, you know, we, we just, oh, I don't know, I can't get up. There's such an odd godly hour. I don't know if I want to do this. and Oh, I don't know if I... We joke a lot and complain a lot. And I never heard that. Mm. And it's really just, wow. it was like the man, Lord, I'm sorry for my yeah. attitude. It's like an attitude check, mm. you know, for me mm-hmm. to hear someone who gave up a week's worth of work to come serve God at a crusade yeah. with an attitude of prayer, 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 mm-hmm. prayer. Like there's intimacy. I just want to spend time with the Father. I just want to pray to Jesus. I want to invite the Holy Spirit. So I would just say that would be the one thing if I could say, before we maybe do another episode and talk about more stories, if anyone's interested, uh, but the one thing that made at least a good impact on my life. Yeah, And I
1: think that from that, I think what, you know, the, the challenge as leaders is how do you take that and, you know, and, and impart it and unleash mm. it in, in our context. Put it into practice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. really unleash disciples, uh, to, uh, to be ministers and Amen. and to have a real relationship, yes. a real walk with Jesus, um, yeah. not something that just happens on Sundays. Because yes. I think that's very American.
0: Yes. Well, we've got to put it into practice in our personal lives. As we do that, I think this would be an appropriate time to pray. Yes. And in this podcast, I believe we just hit a record, Kara. I think this is our longest podcast oh boy. we've ever done. There's probably nobody listening so at this point. If you made it this <laughs> far, friends, we want to give you a prize. Right. We want to send you a prize. Just let us know. Uh, yeah. DM us your uh, address and we will get you a prize. Sure. Yep. Uh, I don't know what it is yet, but we will mail you a prize in the snail mail. <laughs> So uh, if you made it this far, uh, DM us somewhere on our personal socials that would be helpful with your address and we'll get you a prize Uh, we have to pray about what that is first so hey let's finish in prayer friends Lord I thank you and give you the glory for what you're doing through your church and I'm talking about church capital C across the world that this is your plan Jesus you said that you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail so we just we pray that you would continue to do your work until you come Lord we pray that we would get to experience more because you are able to do more more than I could even ask or I could even think you're a God that is able Mm -hmm. you are all-powerful you are all-knowing, you could be anywhere at any time, so we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ to move through your church. Build us up, Lord. May there be revival in every city of every listener that's hearing this, and may it start with our hearts. May we be a people of prayer that seek and pursue you. May we operate in the gifts that you've given us. May we read your word and it come alive. May it be the most valuable, uh, tool and an asset that we have in our lives, Lord. I just pray that you would renew us and remind us who you are and that we would be changed by who you say we are. Mm-hmm. We thank you for the privilege that we get to be called children of God. We love you, Lord, and thank you for all that we just talked about today. The many baptisms, the many changed lives, even the miracles. I do believe you are Jehovah Rapha, and for any person that's listening today, may you have faith today, believe that God is still healing. He He's the great healer, our great physician. So we invite you, Lord Jesus, that you would heal those who are hurting. We thank you for all these things today in the wonderful, mighty, powerful name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us on The Journey of confession of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.